So all Warner Brothers did was blow up the entirety of the film industry. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The podcast you can find on Rumble. R-U-M-B-L-E, Rumble.com. Just search for Tony Katz and subscribe. It's just that easy to do. So Warner Brothers made the decision to take its entire 21 slate of films and put it on HBO Max. So the same day it's released in theaters, it's going to be released online. The theaters, of course, said, go to hell and die in a fire. I mean, that's the nice way of saying what it is that that they said. Hollywood has gone bananas crazy. And the best was that the CEO of Warner Media, Jason, is it Killer or Keylar? Keylar. Right? His line was, ah, relax, it's going to be fine, guys. Oh, sure. 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 It's, it's like Kevin Bacon in, uh, in Animal House. Remain calm. All is well. Yeah, that's a pretty good impression, by the way. That wasn't the audio. That, that was, was not bad. That was me. I'm right there. Um, by the way, Kevin Bacon has some of the best parts in, in movie history. It's not going to be all well. This is being looked at as really ugly. Now, producer Ari has been digging in on this. And part of the argument is the rules are that we get a theatrical release. Right? That's what has to be given. Not this just online thing. There has to be a theatrical release because if there's no theatrical release, there are many contracts that have stipulations that there are no more any no longer any back end kind of points. No other deals. Right? We're supposed to get a percentage here and a percentage there and a piece of this and a little bit of that, and then there's the international. But if there's no theatrical release, those things don't come into play, and I lose crazy amounts of cash. Denzel Washington, as the story is reported by Hollywood Reporter, blindsided by the decision to take his movie, The Little Things, and stream it. So he's um, he's bothered by this. Well, how many other actors are bothered by this because of what deals they get and don't get? But the bigger story here is that the entire industry is, of course, going to change. And it's going to change because, well, it has to. It can't keep up the way it is. It must be something different. People want to stream the movie. And they'll pay for it, by the way. They'll pay the eighteen ninety-five. Producer Ari, he'll pay a good 40, 50 bucks. On the mo- depends on the movie, absolutely. Right? He'll do anything. Absolutely, positively anything for his favorite movies. This is a guy who is going to see the four-hour Justice League. Yeah. You're not going to watch. Whatever. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to do that. Unless it's four hours of Gal Gadot. I do with a little it. bit of Jason Momoa peeking his head and saying, you all good? Okay. And then it's just more Gal Gadot? No, I'm not watching it for four I hours. think we just found a billion-dollar movie. Right? Four hours of Gal Gadot? I honestly, I don't think she wants to make that movie. I think, I think she's got other things going on. Um, but I don't know what the movie theaters are going to do, and I don't know what the actors are going to do.
This is the way it is. This is the way that it is. But this is not the biggest Hollywood story that's at play right now. The biggest Hollywood story at play right now is the story of Tom Cruise. The Tom Cruise story is it. What's the Tom Cruise story? I will gladly tell you. The Tom Cruise story is that he's making Mission Impossible 7. Mission Impossible 7. Oh, they're making them at the same time? It's a simultaneous 7 and 8 filming together. And Tom Cruise is angry. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Holy crap. What's he getting all angry about? He's angry about the fact that they're following very strict guidelines, COVID guidelines, in order to make this movie. And there were a couple people standing, chatting, no masks, and he loses his mind. Listen. I rewind just a little. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. If you don't, if you do it again, you're 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 fired. If I see it again, you're blank and gone. He's cursing. He's yelling. He's screaming. And there are two schools of thought. He's talking about insurance companies. He's talking about making movies. He's talking about the opportunity. It's all going to be gone. And you people can't do this. And he's the one making it happen. Now Tom Cruise is probably the one making it happen. Without him, there are no movies. Right? Not that I don't think there couldn't be movies. There just aren't any movies. You don't have the movies without Tom Cruise. There are some people saying, you know, he's absolutely right. You're going to endanger other people making a living. Don't do it. This isn't a conversation of whether or not you agree with mask mandates or anything else. The science, none of that matters. You're making the movie. You're trying to get the thing done. Right? Well, get it done. Don't ruin it for anybody else. That's what matters. That's his argument. And yeah, he's going to throw you out because he's not going to risk everybody else and the livings that they make. The other side of this are the people, Tom Cruise is such a spoiled brat. He thinks he's such a big star. And you know, this is all Scientology. Scientology pushes this kind of psychological abuse and forced abortions that actually came from an article from the Daily Beast, uh, the, the forced abortions thing. Now, is Scientology a cult? I think so. Careful. Did I say that in a way that can make sure I don't get sued? I just I, be careful. I look at it from the outside in, and I see it as a cult. But I'm not a member, so who am I to say? How is that? All right. Did that? I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Did that? Did that protect us? Let Let's check with our legal people. We don't hey, have legal. Phrase it. We don't Sorry. have legal people. Um. But you know, plenty of people who yell and scream. I don't like it. 
I don't disagree that you don't like it. I am saying that the idea that he's yelling isn't specifically a Scientology conversation. Oh, no, I do not believe that's part of the religion. Um, it's pretty abusive, Ari. It's, uh, if part of the quote-unquote religion is to learn somebody's secrets and then use them against them so they don't leave the church, that's what we call not so very good. That's fair. But does he have a point? And I think this is a worthy, worthy debate. Because the answer is, absolutely, he has a point. Sure. And I would actually argue that he's correct. Did he have to yell? You know, I I never belonged to any kind of real organized sports team. Right? I played soccer as a kid. But not on a high school level. I played uh, in, a, in a youth organization. So I never did that. I, I, I was an actor. And certainly you weren't going to hear that uh, on stage, right? I, I've, seen act- I've seen directors get angry, but never, never that. But maybe you'd hear that with a basketball team or a football team or a field hockey team or something like that. Maybe you could hear that kind of passion and that kind of rough and tumble. But nothing about it struck me as offensive, Maybe it's because, you know, uh, I don't break. But I'm an Xer. You're a millennial, Ari. Did you find that offensive? I he he's right in his ideas. I just have no tolerance for public shaming. And I I I used to be a basketball coach before I was in radio. I was a basketball coach, and the head coach I worked for did this all the time and publicly screamed at kids for individual mistakes in front of everyone else and coaches too. I, I have no patience for it. I feel like a private discussion is is just as valuable instead of embarrassing. We're not talking about kids, though. In this case, we're talking about adults. It's same principle. Public. I don't know is, if it's the same principle. Public, there's no ex- public shaming is not appropriate. What if he had said, "Hey, everyone, we all want to make a living. You all want to be able to work on the next movie. It only happens if everyone's wearing a mask. No, guys, you can't be having a conversation without a mask." Every night it's insurance companies. Every night it's production companies. We're trying to get more things done, guys. Guys, seriously, don't F this up. Everyone's got to wear the mask. Everyone has got to be socially distant. Everyone's got to do it so we can get making movies. Guys, if I see it again, I'm firing people. That's all there is to it. That's what's happening here. Now, if he had said that, would that be okay? Yes, that would have been fine. And he could have screamed at these people in private. I would have been fine with that, too. It's just doing it in front of... Your coworkers. Your argument. Else. Your argument is cursing. No, I, I don't want to shame. Don't embarrass people and shame them in front of their peers. You mean so much, the way I said it wasn't going to embarrass anybody or shame anybody in front of their peers? Yeah, you said it reasonably and not. That's how, and, and and this is why this is so fascinating because I didn't think he said anything in the, in that that was like over the top. But people can read into the things all they will because I still said my things publicly and someone could say, you were shaming them and how dare you and then go on a, on a tirade. So it's, it's interesting how everyone could decide and see it a little bit of different ways as they see fit. But to go back to the bigger question, is he right or is he wrong in the intent, I put forth that he is correct. Yeah, I agree. That Tom Cruise is correct. Because, again, it is not a conversation at all about the idea of um, 
whether you agree with the mass mandate or you agree with this, that, or, or, or the others. It's about whether or not if you don't do it, do you put at risk all these other people who make a living? And that's the pressure he's got on him. So I absolutely favor what it is that he's saying. I may have said it a little differently. That's true. What I think is interesting is that there's an extent to which Tom Cruise has to understand that everything he does is being watched. Everything he does is being recorded. There are people who would love to take him down. I'm starting to get the idea that he doesn't care. I'm starting to get the feeling that uh, he is, is, is fine with it. He's 58, which I did not know. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. This is the way I want it done. The end. I don't really care if you like me or not. I don't have an opinion on Tom Cruise, except that I think the Scientology is, is, is very, um, very suspect. Hey, phrase it. I can't say suspect. Come on now. Um, and I, I think that it's, it's an odd, odd uh, place. Um, I think it's an odd place for people to put their put their lives. But I don't have any problem with him saying it's it's me on the line, it's my dollars on the line, um, it's your dollars on the line. Do it right or get out. Let me know what you think. You can let me know on Parlor at Tony Katz on Twitter at Tony Katz. Let me know all the good places. Keep it here.